That's fucking ridiculous. <clears throat> okay, I'm just gonna read the whole thing, audio. Um, okay. <sighs> Man, I've recorded this a few times. Science is Burkean conservatism. Mandelbrot and Taleb on Lindy. Critical thinking is gay and lame. After this post, let nobody say traditionalism is anti-science. For traditionalism and science are one and the same. And here's a nice picture for you of uh, Northcote's Edmund Burke. The Lindy effect is a concept that refers to the phenomenon whereby the longer something has been around, the longer it is expected to continue to be around. It is named after the Lindy's Delicatessen in New York City, where comedians met to discuss show business trends. According to legend, the life expectancy of a Broadway show was said to be correlated with its length of run. A show that had been running for a long time was expected to continue to run for a long time, whereas the show that had just opened was more likely to close soon. The Lindy effect has been discussed by mathematician Benoit Mandelbrot and Flaneur Nassim Taleb. Mandelbrot, who was one of the pioneers of fractal geometry, used the Lindy effect to explain the durability of certain patterns and structures in nature. Taleb restricted Mandelbrot's view of Lindy to those things that are non-perishable. He argues that his Lindy effect is a fundamental principle that underlies many aspects of nature, including technology, fashion, and ideas, and that it is the principle that underlies the scientific method. Lewick states, according to Taleb, Mandelbrot agreed with the expanded definition of the Lindy effect. I... Taleb suggested the boundary perishable slash non-perishable and Mandelbrot agreed that the non-perishable would be a power law distributed while the perishable, the initial Lindy story, worked as a mere metaphor. In Taleb's elucidation, the Lindy effect is a consequence of the fact that certain things are more robust and durable than others. Taleb argues that the Lindy effect is similar to the scientific method in that both are based on the idea of via negativa elimination. Taleb points out the congruence between Popper's conception of truth, that is, we say something is true if it is quote-unquote not false, and thus we know via negativa, which he identifies as really just one case of the general Lindy effect, that the longer something has been around, uh, the more likely it will continue to do so. Here's an excerpt from Taleb's own post. We said earlier that without skin in the game, the mechanism of survival is severely disrupted. This also applies to ideas. Karl Popper's idea of falsification is entirely Lindy compatible. It actually requires the operation of the Lindy effect. Although Popper didn't have any apparent knowledge of the dynamics, nor did he look at the risk dimension of things. The reason science works, in spite of bullshit vending people who talk about quote-unquote scientific method, isn't because there is a proper scientific method derived by some nerds in isolation, or some quote-unquote standard that passes a test similar to an eye exam. Rather, because scientific ideas are Lindy-prone, that is, not exposed to artificial propping up, and subjected to their own fragility. Ideas need to have skin in the game. You know that an idea will fail if it is not useful. 
and can be therefore vulnerable to falsification of time and not that naive falsificationism that is by some government printed black and white guideline. The more an idea has been around without being falsified, the longer its future life expectancy. For if you read Feyerabend's account of the history of scientific discoveries, you can clearly see that anything goes in the process, but not with the test of time. Note that I am here modifying Popper's idea. We can replace quote-unquote true, rather not false, with quote-unquote useful, even quote-unquote not harmful, even quote-unquote protective to its users. So I will diverge from Popper in the following. For things to survive, they necessarily need to fare well in the risk dimension. That is, be good at not dying, surviving, that type of thing. By the Lindy effect, if an idea has skin in the game, it is not in the truth game, but in the harm game. An idea survives if it is a good risk manager. That is, not only doesn't harm its holders, but favors their survival. This also affects superstitions that have crossed centuries because they led to some protective actions. More technically, it needs to be convex and reduce fragility somewhere. This seemed to lib in posts on the Lindy effect. <clears throat> the mathematical formalization. It should not then surprise us in the least that here we find one of nature's recurrent themes, one of the central distributions that describes the Lindy effect and is the obsession of Taleb and Mandelbrot both the Pareto distribution. The Lindy effect obtains for a distribution which has a decreasing hazard function. Pareto distributions are a great example of this since this distribution has the property that the conditional expectation of capital T minus lowercase t given that capital T is greater than lowercase t is some multiple p of lowercase t where lowercase t is how long the imperishable object has existed so far and where p is a positive constant so all we're saying here is you know what is our expectation after t given that after lowercase t given that we're um, you know, already at lowercase t, we're looking at the right tail past lowercase t. So that's why we have that capital T minus lowercase t. So that we only get how much are we expected to continue to live into the future. <clears throat> and so we find that that's some positive constant times how long we've survived so far. Okay. <clears throat> that's for... A Pareto. From this conditional expectation, therefore, we can see that the longer something has lived, the longer it is expected to continue to live. If we look below at the hazard function, we see it has a positive constant times 1 over t. And of course, because t, uh, capital T, greater than or equal to 0, it is monotonic decreasing on the whole domain. The hazard of dying goes down as you progress further into the future. Because 1 over lowercase t is, is just going to go to, uh, to 0, obviously. It's going to asymptote to 0. 
<clears throat> so here's the Wikipedia page. If you open up the Substack now, if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, you can see it. You click this link here and um, next to where the, you know, the image is on the caption of the image and you'll be able to open the Wikipedia page and look at it for yourself. But you can see there, it's got the expectation and it's got um, then the equivalent survival function. And so I double checked this and I plugged it in and I, you know, was able to go from one to, to the other, you know, substituting this epsilon equals one plus one over p. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> that's what I was seeing there. Um, and so there is an excellent medium post that I found by a graduate student in psychology. I tip my fedora, but in all seriousness, I strongly recommend this post by Aaron Asina. Uh, very clearly articulated and lots of resources <clears throat> if even if you uh, just read points one and two that will help you greatly but I definitely recommend the whole thing and um, Taleb's video below here he gives a kind of basic overview of power laws and he talks about the Lindy effect in, in here and he talks about examples of how it's used so you can kind of get a feel okay um, how is this working what are we saying exactly <clears throat> okay, biggest bum crack plumbers. Let us give a literary explanation uh, for what is going on here. You see, in this world of ours, things change and those things that have existed longest tend to reflect an underlying truth about reality. Photosynthesis has existed for hundreds of millions of years and will likely continue to exist for hundreds of millions of years as it reflects the underlying reality, which is that the most easily accessible abundant energy source is light emitted by the sun. The longer something has been the case, the more we should expect it to remain so in the future. Uh, the, the current main substrategy for utilizing this energy is the following. Vegetation that have chloroplasts and chlorophyll have survived and outcompeted other organisms and remain dominant. The longer they have remained dominant, the more likely it becomes that an alternative better strategy does not exist. Or at the least, that this strategy is extremely difficult to find either from where we are right now or in the general space of all possible solutions. Uh, therefore, we should expect chloroplast to continue to exist. One can think of it in a rough approximation like this. Chloroplast and chlorophyll are a theory about the best way to harvest solar energy. Every day this theory gets tested by the process of evolution, the vicissitudes of life, the wicked and frivolous designs of nature. And every day the strategy continues to be successful, validating the theory through skin in the game. Now, one cannot say that the theory of chloroplast is rational. They have no description for why they are the best, but neither does a plumber. You shouldn't pay a plumber that has the best sales pitch, but the most experienced because he survived longer. My crude Australian version of Taleb's butcher surgeon argument is that you should employ the plumber who has the biggest bum crack. Show, uh, show it, because he must do a real good job if people are willing to hire him, despite his uh, fucking gnarly attire, <laughs> you know? Abolishing social science. Taleb continues. If you hear advice from a grandmother or elders, odds are that it works 90%. On the other hand, in part because of scientism and academic prostitution, in part because the world is hard, if you read anything by psychologists and behavioral scientists, odds are it works less than 10%, unless it is also what has been covered by the grandmother and the classics. In which case, why do you need a nerd psychologist? 
This may seem aggressive, but it flows directly from the Lindy effect, partly from my own assessment of the statistical significance of the results, which is subjected to a fooled by randomness effect. Note, see my meta distribution of p-values. That's a paper that he wrote. You can look it up, meta distribution of p-values about um, how the p-value distribution very very skewed and uh, it's not, not well appreciated a lot of the time. <clears throat> so, um, and it's, it's very, very dramatic. Um, and so anyway, consider that a recent effort to replicate the 100 psycho uh, uh, psychology papers in quote unquote prestigious journals of 2008 found that out of a hundred, only 39 replicated. Of these 39, I believe less than 10 are actually robust and transfer outside the narrowness of the experiment. Similar defects have been found in medicine and neuroscience on those later. I will discuss the misunderstanding of probability and tail risks later, or why the warnings of your grandmother or interdicts aren't quote-unquote irrational, how most of the quote-unquote irrational comes from misunderstanding of probability. While our knowledge of physics has not been available to the ancients, human nature was. So everything that holds in social science and psychology has to be Lindy-proof. That is, have an antecedent in the classics, otherwise it will not replicate or not generalize beyond the experiment. By classics, we can define the Latin and late Hellenistic moral literature. Moral sciences meant something else than they do today. Cicero, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, Lucian, or the poets, Juvenal Horace, or the later French so-called moralists, La Rochefoucauld, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> La Bruyere, uh, Chamfort, uh, Busset is a class on his own. One can use Montaigne and Erasmus as a portal to the ancients. Montaigne was the popularizer of his day. Erasmus was the thorough compiler. Nassim Nicholas Taleb in Shoto post on the Lindy effect. Now returning to... Uh, my authorship so uh, the power of the irrational the further we venture out from world life and man created in the image of a rational god uh, toward a materialist naturalist or evolutionary conception the more we are forced to admit that almost everything truly brilliant in the world is the result of an irrational process and so humans too are the result of an irrational process thus human minds are not minds created in the image of the Most High God, and humans are not endowed with reason as a reflection of that supreme reason to be found in the mind of the Lord of Hosts. No, we shall say reason has come from irrational processes. Neural networks have further exposed how intelligence and reason are in conflict. One learns from exposure, from experience, not from rational deduction or from instruction. This has been demonstrated fairly conclusively in so many areas now, it is impossible to dispute. Stockfish versus Alpha Zero. 
i.e. rational chess versus irrational chess is just one example. You know what is worse though? This is really how you learn as well. You experience things and then you sleep. And during your sleep, your brain fires chaotically, adding randomness onto the experience to help generalize it. One of the reasons children are better at learning new things is because they have more of this chaotic firing going on all the time. All complex systems show this kind of behavior. It is trivial. It is true for evolution, though people often oversimplify this too. Thinking solely in terms of DNA, it is not only about DNA, it is about the whole organism, which is a morphology and a body. Indeed, anybody who's done high school biology knows that we have a tradition of bodies which slowly build up, becoming more morphologically complex at each stage. P.S. Yes, I know there's problems with evolution, blah, 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 not the point of this post, okay? And indeed, preceding that, we have the same thing with cells. It is plain to see in economy also that new companies innovate. It is true. And sometimes, as with smartphones, the innovation is large. But the smartphone still comes from the mobile phone, which comes from the home phone, which comes from the phone with this spinny dial on it, right? And before that, the telegram and so on. Uh, also, new companies do not reinvent the wheel of their structure. All good functioning companies are monarchies run by a CEO. How long has diverse democracy been around? 50 years, so how's that going? Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Dementia Joe Biden. Um, traditional wisdom trumps science because it has existed for longer. Have we not been hearing every day for the last few years that science has vindicated this or that traditional practice, fasting, prayer, meditation, etc.? Have we not also heard the vindication of prejudice, of heuristics, and many more irrational decision-making processes? rhetorical obviously that question right um <laughs> progressivism is dangerous because it outright attacks those things which are most true demanding reasons for those things which are unreasonably true and most things are unreasonably true there are only a few fields where things are not unreasonably true and that's where things are simple enough to reduce down right to very very simple cases where the particular is always like just a very clear mapping to the general right so you know let's take an example of one of these easy healthy fields say physics in physics old fit theories fit inside new theories like a babushka literally grandmother dolls um although it's kind of like inverse babushka dolls right so because you know the um the the grandma fits inside the, the granddaughter <laughs> Right, because the granddaughter is the new theory, the grandmother's uh, anyway, so it's inverse Babushka dolls. Um, so, uh, that classical physics has not been overthrown, but has been saved from things like the ultraviolet catastrophe. The goal of the new theory was to glorify the old. The old theory is fulfilled in the new. There's your uh, Babushka dolls and um, wonderful, wonderful stuff. When a field builds up no tradition, we know that it is devoid of truth. For nothing it produces withstands the test of time and circumstance. You shall know your theory as you know men, by its fruits. Therefore, fields that are changing from one mutually exclusive theory to the next have almost certainly produced no, uh, not produced much of value. Flip-flopping is not the most common thing we see today, however. What we see is, in most fields, a certain group 
hold an iron grip through sheepish slave morality. They keep being able to generate consensus by abusing statistical tools they do not understand. Eventually, too, these fake types of consensus will collapse because reality always catches up to you. Thus, reason has its proper place when it serves tradition, not when it sets out to undermine every aspect of it. When it does so, reason becomes an aberration and its use maladaptive. So, insincerity. We ask, who is more anti-science? The Bible Belt Christian who believes in Adam and Eve or the progressive who denies biological sex? And here's this fantastic meme, you know, there's a bus driving across the road, you know, quote, quote, the less religion there is in the world, the more rational and intelligent people become. It's a good thing religion is declining, and then this fucking train just comes through, you know, um, and fucking smashes the school bus, you know, um, quote-unquote pregnant men. (laughs) If a theory of human sex that has existed in a substantial way for at most 10 years wants to overthrow biological sex well then we can say with near certainty and i really mean that like 0.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999